Mom Training Podcast with Diana Ballard. Hey ladies, welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. Today we have Alyssa Wolf with us. She's a mom of five kids and she's going to teach us today about being a minimalist with our children, which I'm so excited to learn from her. But before we get started, Alyssa, tell us a little bit about yourself. We'd love to learn a little bit more about you before we get get going on this. Thanks. So yes, as Diana said, my name is Alyssa and I've got five kids. So I have over 11 years experience having more than one kid in the house. They're currently ages two through 13. And I'm an introvert and I don't like dealing with life overwhelm. And that's all my mom friends talk about. So I thought, why not specialize in simplifying life for introverted moms, especially if you have three or more kids? You can enjoy life so much more. You don't have to mark time till they go down for naps or go to bed or even worse, waiting till they get out of the house for good. Love that. No. And I love that you focus on the introverted mom because I feel like I've become more of an introverted mom the more kids that I've had, I'm like, I just want to stay home. Can we just stay home? I want to go play. No, we are going to stay home. (laughs) I need some type of order or something, you know, some sound control, something like that. So how, how did you, so you said that a lot of your friends talk a lot about overwhelm, right? Yes. It's like, anytime you ask another mom how she's doing, it's, oh, I'm so busy. Oh, the kids are doing this. I can barely keep my head above water. And I'm like, but I hate living that way. And I hated that pre-kids. So why can't we do something to change it? So before we jump to the minimalist stuff, I want to hear a little bit about that. How did you, how did you make it so you don't feel the overwhelm? I started when I only had two or three kids learning what my energy slumps were during the day and try learning what a more manageable to-do list was. And then from the very beginning, I always took the entire nap time for myself. And I often needed a mid-morning break as well. My challenge was just avoiding getting sucked down the internet rabbit hole or else I'd never get back to the to-do list. And then I always made my kids take longer naps. So at least stay in the room and play, even if they only nap for an hour. So I could get that longer stretch of time. Oh, wow. Okay, so what is what does your self-care look like then during those those nap time hours? So my big hobby is reading. So I like to read at least 90 minutes and sitting down to read a couple of char- uh, chapters doesn't really count in my opinion. As a reader, I would rather get through half the book or maybe even the whole book. And then I want to follow any of the blogs or podcasts and get updated, you know, for that week. Um, and then I might also want to do some walking or a workout or read scriptures, you know, something like that. Basically, I, I can't just fit all the self-care into one single hour time block because I'm going to be dropping something. And I don't see why I can't have the faith and the exercise and the hobby. Dang girl, we're going to have to bring you back and talk about this. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> I'm like, you're able to do this with five kids still? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, there is something I'm missing that you've got that we need to talk about, (laughs) but instead of completely derailing our podcast about minimalism and going down this rabbit hole, I'm serious. We're going to have you back on this. We'll talk about that when we're done with this one, but let's jump in. Like, I'm seriously like, I gotta, I gotta know what, what, you know, because I gotta learn that. So that's awesome. Okay. But I want to hear how you keep your house in order with having minimalist kids. Okay. So raising minimalist kids, what exactly does that look like to you? Is that like how much stuff they have? Is that 
the type of activities that they're in? Like, what does minimalism with children look like to you? Yes, a lot of it is how much stuff they have. And I do like to minimize their activities. As you said, I just, I love staying home. So that means you can't have a jam-packed schedule, but it's mostly to do with the stuff. So making sure that they don't have a ton of stuff in their dressers. You know, if you're going to do laundry once a week, okay, we moms do laundry more than once a week, but you know, you want them to have a whole week's worth of clothes, but how much do they actually have in the dresser beyond that? And why are you keeping it? I mean, it's one thing if your boys get in the mud every day and they need backups, but especially the girls don't seem to get them dirty that fast. So it's almost like minimalism for yourself as a mom, your image of your kids. Okay, no, I may not have 40, 14 pretty dresses for her. She can have five, something like that, because she's not wearing a dress every day of the week. And then a lot of it is the toys, because especially at a lot of the ages your kids are, it's your job as the mom to do all the toy pickup. They are not very good at it, not willing to do it. And they are as slow as molasses. So how many shelves of toys do you really want to pick up three times a day? No, for sure, not very many. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then another thing I discovered was maybe you can't pare down and say like, my kids are only playing with blocks and trucks because that's not really realistic. Your relatives are going to gift them more things. They're going to think this is the greatest thing ever. So you can't maybe just set specific kind of toy limits as much as you might like to. Like my kids have more toys that are out on the bookshelf. So I do have a bit of a rotation system going on. I feel like a real minimalist wouldn't, but I'm just giving myself grace saying that's the way it is right now. But it didn't mean that you had to keep the entire giant bin of whatever that set was, you know the Duplo or the Hot Wheels or something like that. You could just pare down to like more of a shoebox size. Like, I don't know about your kids, but mine and the play food, they ditch all of the broccoli things and they want the potato chips and hot dogs and the bagels and the pizza. So it's like, I'm not saying they can't have play food, but I am saying which play food toys do they play more with? So it's almost like decluttering within sets too, which is kind of a cool concept. I love that. So how, how do you get your kids, like, how do you train up your kids to be minimalist or successful or like productive minimalists in the making? Like, how do you, how do you do that with your kids? A lot of it started with the upfront, do that one time kind of declutter to get their rooms and their closets down to what you can handle when you're dealing with a pickup. And then if your kid's a little bit older down to what they can handle, because you know, they're Uh, attention span and their energy limits. If they can only handle picking up two boxes of toys then they're done, or if they can handle picking up four, you know, that kind of a thing. So after that though, it takes regularly going through because I don't know about you, but all the birthdays and Christmases, especially when you've got multiple kids in the house, there's so many events that more things come in. So you can't unfortunately do the one and done. Sorry, Marie Kondo. Um, (laughs) And then setting the example not that they always understand when they're little, but having them see you donating things, you, know, you get something, you know, something new in the mail from thread up, you love it, you keep it. And you casually mention offhand to your husband or your oldest kid, oh, hey, I'm going to drop this off at Goodwill or I'm going to return this other thing because I don't need that many dresses, shirts, skirts, whatever. It's just kind of letting it trickle into their subconscious that we don't just keep adding things. We do get rid of um, stuff. There's a there's a set limit to how much we're willing to put in our house and we are not willing to just buy another bookshelf or storage cabinet or bin to keep accumulating things. It's more like 
here's the bookshelf. We have this many books and we will declutter books if they start having to get vertically stacked on the shelf or double rows, you know. Oh yeah. We need to go through our books. They've, they've grown. It's like they multiply. <laughs> yes, they do. And then your kids gets older and then you're like, Oh, but I need that kind of chapter book now, but you can't give it at the board books. Cause you've got the baby coming who wants to chew on them. So yeah, yes, yeah. major expansion of the bookshelves. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What are some things you actually say to your children? Like, I want to hear some of your words that you say to them, like, you know, they, they have some extra toys. They have some clothes that maybe that have been in their drawer for a long time, but you've mentioned, you know, we could get rid of those. Like what are some, what say your kid has a bunch of things in their drawers. They want to get rid of. What are some things you actually say to them? Uh, I'll say something like, we don't have to get rid of this right now. Cause a lot of mine are fairly resistant. They're kind of the little clutter hoarders themselves, but you aren't usually wearing this or playing with this. So I'm going to put it in the attic. I can go get it down for you if you ask for it. But right now your box is overflowing. And every time I ask you to pick it up, you throw it in and it falls right back on your head because it's so high. So just kind of getting really practical with them once they're school age and saying, you, you see, it can't fit anymore. Your stuff has gone higher than the level or your dresser can't shut. You, you literally physically cannot fit. I have to put some of this away. And then as a mom, you're choosing to say, and where does the storage go? You know, is it accessible to them under their bed or is it in the attic? So they effectively don't get that thing anymore. And at the same time, you're comforting them. Like, I'm not taking this to Goodwill this afternoon, you know, to soothe some of their fears. Okay. Like, do you ever talk to them about like, you know, let's get, let's get rid of this because it's too small, too short. And here's this other dress that we got you. Here's these other pants we got you. So I, you're, what I'm you, hearing you say is it's kind of your logically reasoning with them. <laughs> yes. For the older ones, the ones that have been getting the brunt of the room pickup, and then they come back frustrated and say, this is as good as I can do. And I'm like, there's stuff on the floor, but I picked it up and it's because it fell out because it couldn't fit in the toy containers. But yes, the, the younger ones don't get very much of that. It's more like uh, the shirts disappeared. Next time they ask for the shirt, you outgrew it. Um, so they kind of understand that here's your outgrowing thing, or it's a new season here, all your new clothes. And we're just going to have to donate or save for your younger sibling, everything else. Isn't it great that you have your new shirts? Which one is your favorite? Right. <laughs> so kind of, of also redirecting at the same time. Yeah. I redirect for the little ones, but um the oldest three are eight and 11 and 13. So they are more than capable of understanding the logic, whether they want to comply with it, you know. As <laughs> so do you feel, do you feel like you get a lot of resistance from your kids? Like what, what exactly does, does that look like? They're just wanting to hold on to, to more things or like, how do you work through that? How do you, how do you deal with kids that are very resistant? Yes, I'd say the older, a lot of the older ones are fairly resistant. Um, some are more naturally organized, but most of the big ones are not yet. Um, what's worked so far is not attacking the issue head on, basically saying, I'm, I'm not forcing you to be a minimalist. What I do require is you live up to certain tidiness standards. So if you want to carefully fit everything into the box so it does not go over the top by finding just the right placement of just the right toy, you know, that will fill up that hole. Well, I'm not going to worry about that. I wouldn't choose to do it, but you're allowed to. 
And if you're this pitch everything in the box kind of kid and it doesn't all fit because you, know, you left some of the big toys for the top, then I'm just going to say, look, it can't work. And that's when I do the whole, can I put this up in the attic? Can I put it on the high closet shelf? And I will go ahead and give those away if it's been several months and they haven't asked for them. Just as a look, mommy and daddy do not have endless money to pay for you to, you know, keep storing things in our attic when we need them for Christmas decorations and the coat you're going to wear in three years kind of a thing. Gotcha. Okay. Have you always been a minimalist or has that just been because you became a mother? Um, I have always leaned toward that. I thought I was a minimalist since I was a kid. In reality, I had a lot of stuff. It was more that I was an organizer and I enjoyed the process of going through and choosing what to get rid of, but I never got rid of enough to make a big difference. Now, after we moved, when we had three kids, I was suddenly like, wait, our stuff doesn't fit in the biggest U-Haul they provide. I'm not sure I can call myself a minimalist in good faith. So that's when I really started to go through the house, you know, like Marie Kondo says, not just say, well, I think I'm minimalist because I like to take things to goodwill. But it's no, no, no. This is a whole different scale of decluttering that needs to happen. Yeah, I... I would like to think that I'm close to minimalist too, but yeah, that when you brought up the moving thing, like when we only had the three kids and they were like little, we still had to use the biggest truck. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if we move again, we're in trouble because mm-hmm. <laughs> we've accumulated more. So it really, do you, do you think it's a mindset minimalism? Like you have to be able to disconnect from stuff. What I found, it was a mindset. It was the difference between, I kept asking myself, is this practical and is this useful? I didn't actually ask, was I using it? You know, like all the backup medicine, well, but do you ever take that when you are, have a cold and you're sick? Or do you rely on this one particular brand that always works for you? Well, why are you keeping the rest? What's under the sink in the bathroom cabinet? Oh, well, that's there for backup if this breaks. Really? And did it ever break? Have you ever had to use it? No. I just had so many blocks about, but this is a useful pan. Sure. But do I ever cook anything in that size? No, I want a nine by 13. That one's too small. And saying it depends, it really depends on, do you use it or do you not? There's no arguing about when was the day you last pulled it out and washed it or wore it or something like that. Okay. So with kids then, like what, what have you found is the most effective way to get your kids to understand that about, being practical with what they use and what they don't. I mean, maybe I haven't met as many kids. I don't know. I, I don't know if I've met as many kids that are like, Oh, you know what? I only need this. Like they all want like more stuff. You know what I mean? So how do you, how do you teach that to them? How do you like, what's the most effective way that you found to teach them to be okay, letting things go or like understanding those perceptions and limits? I've tried to do is kind of go around the back and not attack their particular hoarding clutter tendencies head on. So if some person has a stuffed animal collection, I don't pounce on them and say, how about three animals on the bed? I ignore that one. And maybe I look at their closet and it's a kid who doesn't care about clothes in the least. And I say, okay, how many clothes do you need? So you don't run out before laundry day. Okay. How many hangers do you have? All right, let's give you the seven or eight hangers. Now you put your favorite shirts on there. And I will take care of the rest, by which I mean, put away the rest, you know. And then we get into just living with the fewer clothes to hang up, which they like, 
put all the stuffed animals on the bed. And if at some point they come to me and complain, it's too difficult to make the bed every day, then I might suggest it would be easier if you did not have 15 animals to place carefully around the bed. And then follow up again, because I'm the older kids with the, it's your choice. I'm not saying you can't have them. I am saying if you're going to have them, you have to spend the time to do that. Or I am perfectly willing to give you a giant box and you can throw them all into one box. There, your room is decluttered, but you still own the animals. Oh, I don't want to do that. They're my special friends. Well, <laughs> do you, can you pick your five favorites for me? And I'll put these over here. And, you know, do you want to trade out? So I guess it's, I'm, I'm not sure that I'm necessarily successfully making them into a minimalist right now at age 10, but I feel like we're laying the foundation for a less consumeristic mindset. You know, it's not you go to the tour, uh, store and pick out a new toy. It's, did you have space in your closet? If you get that horse, where are you going to put it? The shoe box you keep your horses in is already pretty full. Are you going to get a bigger box? Okay, but your dolls then won't stay in the closet. That means they have to go to the attic. You know, that kind of a thing. The little ones, I'm setting the how many trucks and Legos and Duplo your space limits are. And they're just kind of living with our family's values around that. So it's more when they get old enough that they get the gifts and they get the allowance money and they start purchasing that we start speaking directly into that. What do you want and where are you going to put it? And I'm sorry, honey, but you already asked for a Lego vehicle and it's sitting right there in your closet and you never take it down. Why do you need another one? You know? Okay. Well, and I think you bring up a good point too, that minimalism is, is more than just the stuff around us, but also trying to teach our kids not to be consumers all the time, which is mm -hmm. really challenging during this day and age. I mean, if they turn on any TV show and there's any type of commercial, like, I mean, we don't have like, I don't know, real TV, right? We don't have things that have commercials all the time, yeah. but we go to my parents' house and they watch, you know, Paw Patrol on, and like, there's tons of commercials of all these toys. And man, I'll tell you, they're like, yo, I want some of those, you know, yes. <laughs> I, I gotta have some of that. Look at that purse. Look at these toys. Oh my gosh. I gotta do that. Have that experience. Right. Um, and so, I mean, it's very important that we teach them that we don't always need to be getting more stuff because not only is it going to protect their space physically with a bunch of stuff, but it's going to protect their relationships by not spending all the money, you know, mm -hmm. their finances to have what they need. So I, I just think that that's a really good mindset to start teaching them about. And like you said, like kind of laying the foundation for them in the future and um, just doing your best you can now as a parent to try to, to teach them, that we can be okay with what we have and not always needing more or having being surrounded by so much stuff. Yeah. I'd almost rather teach them basically how to keep yourself in your room tidy and that you don't just shop all the time and let the stuff level settle out maybe when they're a teen and go to college and kind of do the, this is how mommy and daddy live. This is how full their cabinets are or how empty their cabinets are. And you can decide how much you want to do in your dorm room, but if you already don't shop much and you can pick up after yourself, that's a lot better than most Americans seem to live right now. So, uh, well, and that really is setting like a really good foundation for them to create a future life for themselves, mm -hmm. you know, having their own family or having their own goals that they're working towards and stuff. Those are very important things. So I love that. Um, so I, I just want to ask you if you had like a tip that you could share 
with a mom that's maybe starting out on her journey of becoming a minimalist or teaching her kids or even herself to like let go of things, what would you share with her? Tell her to start with someplace easy. So as opposed to what's the worst room in the house, think of someplace you don't mind. If you're not a baker, maybe it's the kitchen. If you're into makeup, you know, don't pick the bathroom. And then go in that space and pick a shelf or a cabinet and then just start asking yourself, have I used it this week or this month? Yes, no. And just make two piles. The yeses get to go back and the noes you can box up and put someplace else. And your shelf is probably going to be instantly minimized because you've got all kinds of things on there you thought you'd use one day or maybe if, or when it was in the dishwasher or when you decided to randomly use that shade of makeup, which never happens. You know, it's giving yourself a taste of living with minimalism without actually getting rid of all the stuff just yet. You need to work up the courage first if this is totally new to you. No, I totally agree. Well, and it's that fear of loss too, that you're like, but what if, what, you know, I just yes. can't, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it is a real thing. And I don't know where, if we're just, we just learn that's like an innate human thing, or if we learn that over time, but I feel like that's something that a lot of people struggle with of, but what if I need it? Or this is such a nice thing, or this cost this much, or I got it as a gift from somebody. Um, but it, I don't know, I, it's healthier to have like more connection to like people and experiences than stuff because stuff can leave very quickly. I mean, if you, the, the fires that have been happening and things like that, like, I mean, I can't even imagine how much that hurts to lose all of your stuff when, you know, if you were really, really connected to stuff, like it just would be hard. I mean, it'd be hard in general, but, um, I just think it's really important to learn to not be so connected to stuff. Yeah. And so when you hide it somewhere else in the house, you kind of trick yourself into that. You're already living with what you ordinarily use day to day and week in and week out. We just took your all your crutch items and put them somewhere else so they don't clutter up your access to all the daily use items. You know, I'm going to try that. I'm going to go through my kitchen and put it in a box and I'm going to tape it closed and put it in the garage. I could still get it. But if I don't touch it for six months, I'm just like, just take the box. I can't even, because if you look in it, you do, you take stuff out every time mm -hmm. you go and you look in it. So, okay. Well, cool. Um, do you, do you feel that you are happier because of having less stuff? For sure. I like organizing, but that doesn't actually mean that I want to spend every couple of weeks, you know, reorganizing or fishing something out of the closet that I had to move five boxes to get to the precisely labeled box that contains this sort of item, you know, because with a family of seven, we can accumulate a lot of backup-ish stuff. And then I turned into the default stuff manager because I liked organizing, but I don't actually enjoy managing it necessarily. It's more that I would rather have speedy cleanup things. So you can just toss the toys in the bins. I don't want to go find the exact DVD burner that we haven't used in six months, but now we need from the depths of the closet. So I would rather declutter and then have just the DVD burner out someplace on the closet shelf for next time we find it, you know, out that's not in the box of the random extra computer things buried under three other boxes. So that makes my life easier. So yes. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing some of your tips today. I, I mean, a lot of those, like, I want to go like right now, I'm like, I'm going to go like go through some stuff. 
but I really do think it's really important what you've shared about like with our kids and, and how to communicate and be real practical with them. Cause that's very important. So, um, I thank you so much for sharing your, your tips today. And, uh, I really do want to bring you back on so you can talk to us about how you take care of yourself and have your time like that, that, that has some gold right there. I can already tell. <laughs> so thank you so much for, um, you know, being on the podcast with us today and we hope you have a wonderful day and, uh, ladies, we will see you next Tuesday on the mom training podcast.